Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 532. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, either one, including the postage and handling. But remember, it's program 532. Uh, I've got some singing for you tonight. Uh, great singing. The very best that I know. And we've got some um, Bible reading and some letters. Right now, let's ask the Lord for his message of the evening or the afternoon or the morning whenever you're listening to this message. Father, anointed, let everything uh, from my lips come from yours, that souls will be saved, that people will learn the difference between the laws, the different laws in the world, and the moral law that is not destroyed. Jesus didn't come here to die on the cross so that we could sin some more, so that we could go back into the quicksand and be buried therein and then finally spend eternity in the lake of fire when the spirit, the soul, leaves our body. And then finally on the last day to be slung into the lake of fire with all the wicked of the world. Those that don't live according to your word will never spend eternity in heaven. There's so many glorious messages that tell people that you just love everybody, even Satan's, uh, his uh, satanic angels, and all the sinful people in the world that are helping Satan destroy the world. But, Lord, you wouldn't have suffered such a tremendous death, such a horrible death, if there wasn't a horrible hell to escape. You did it for us to show us that the soul that sins shall surely die. Therefore, Lord, we ask that you rebuke every devil in hell uh, in the minds of people that have received these evil words from the false prophets today and that you will set them back on the straight and narrow path that leads only to eternal life, that their souls may be saved, and that the church may be strong and alert and begin doing the things that you say we must do. They're the false prophets that say we don't have to do anything. Well, that would be something to just let Satan do all the evil things that he's doing and for us not to combat him with the things that you have told us to combat him with, which is the double-edged sword, the word of God. We are to tear down every stronghold that exalts itself against your word. Lord God, I ask that you rebuke Satan, that you save these souls and strengthen the church in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, this is the best version I've ever heard of Swing Down Sweet Chariot. And it's uh, done by, you know, the Gaither people got themselves a bunch of real famous um, gospel singers. I've met uh, most of them that I've seen on the tapes, and I love them, and uh, I think they love me. And this is uh, the Gaither homecoming singing uh, group singing Swing Down Sweet Chariot. 
the middle of the field. Sunday to work in the chariot wheels. He was particular about the chariot wheels. He just wanted to see how the chariot feels. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. the Lord. That is the Gaither's version of Swing Down Sweet Chariot, but I'd like right now to play uh, my version of it with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet, so I really love their version. I think even more than mine, but I, the Stamps, you can't beat J.D. and the Stamps. Go ahead, let's play Swing Down Sweet Chariot by myself and J.D. Sumner and the Stamps. You swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord. Bow and easy, well, I got a home on the other side. Don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord. Bow and easy, well, I got a home on the other side. Well, 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 Ezekiel went down in the middle of the field. He saw an angel working on a chariot wheel. Wasn't so particular about the chariot wheel. Just wanted to see how a chariot feels. Now don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord. Well, 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 Ezekiel went down and he got on board. 
chariot wasn't bumping on down the road. Zeke wasn't particular about the bumping on the road. Just wanted to lay down his heavy load. Why did you swing down to chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. I'm an easy well. I got home on the other side. Well, I got a father in the promised land. Ain't gonna stop until I shake his hand. Rock me long, rock me long. I'm an easy well. I got home on the other side. Why don't you swing down chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. I'm an easy well. I got home on the other side. Why don't you swing down sweet chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, it's a lot of fun to sing uh, uh, praises unto the Lord, to sing out loud um, unto God, our strength. God is our strength. God is our strength. Make a joyful noise unto God, the God of Jacob. Psalms 81. One. Okay, we have some letters this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening, or this morning. So uh, go ahead, uh, Sharon, read the first, the first one from. From Virginia. Virginia, the United States. Okay, uh, what do they have to say? This is uh, from Barney and Marianne Barnett. Pastor, right. Pastor Tony, as we were leaving a Mexican restaurant in Virginia, the owners came out and asked to see what we were giving to his employees and customers. We showed the owner, Roberto Garcia, the literature, Dry Bones and other Pearl Harbor and evil one-world government agents, with the radio program schedule included, and he said, You are Christians. Roberto asked about the ministry, and we were able to tell him how it got started, Susie's and your testimonies, and he listened intently. He asked why all of the terrible things were happening in the world today. And when we told him it is because the majority of the people have turned to their own ways, and God has been extracted out of governments and schools. He said, yes, I understand. God is angry. When we told him about the amount of murders through abortion that were going on, he was shocked. He asked if our pastor and our ministry liked the Mexican people, and we said yes. Oh, I love the American, the Mexican people because it was by a Mexican um, uh, that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the Lord really touched my heart. To all the Latinos and uh, the Latin uh, Latin American people and the Latin uh, people all over the world, my heart goes out to them. If it wasn't for one of the Lat- uh, Latinos, I would never, uh, maybe I would have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God he- gave him the message that I needed um, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, go ahead. We want to see them make it into heaven. There are many in oh, our ministry. Oh, yes, I want them to make it into the kingdom of heaven. We have a lot of Latinos and Latinas in uh, our congregation all over the world. Then what? We told Roberto Our about number one responses that we receive are from Mexico. Amen? Amen. 
All right, then what? We told Roberto about Robert Aguri and how it was through his instruction and preaching you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We told him about hell and my testimony of what God showed me. He wanted to get saved because he wants to go to heaven, not hell. Roberto said, when we said we would pray with him, you'll pray with me now, right here? We said yes. Okay, he said. We prayed him through the sinner's prayer, and his whole demeanor changed as he was praising and thanking God for saving his soul. He thanked us over and over for the literature and has ordered tracts to take to Mexico when he goes. He loves your testimony and is thankful that you send all of us out with the newsletters. He's very excited about being a distributor. He also wants 50 Messiah books in Spanish. His request has been given to the mail department. Roberto Garcia's restaurant is right on the route truckers take a lot, and he said, please tell others to stop and see me. Praise the Lord. He couldn't believe the newsletters that you send are free of charge. He wants to tithe, and we told him, of course, he can. He said he would like to call the 24-hour phone line when he had any questions for you about scriptures. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. It's very thrilling. All right, then what else? Uh, where, where, where's the other letter from? From Nadola, Zambia, Africa. Okay. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, I'm glad to hear from you from time to time through your tapes and literature. The messages are keeping me in touch with the Holy Spirit. They are deeply rooting me in my spiritual life. They are also helping me to watch and pray, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior is the greatest thing I've ever done. The lessons in your tapes have challenged and inspired my daily walk in the Lord. I thank our Lord for the literature and t-shirts and sweatshirts I've been receiving from you, free of charge. You are the only church and ministry which does that. I can already feel how the Spirit of God is guiding me in my Christian life. The Lord used the Messiah book to open my eyes to the complete work of the cross in my life. I've never felt so relieved and set free from trying to overcome sin. I realize that the life of the overcomer lies in the secret of the cross. There is joy and peace when Christ is glorified in our lives. I come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, asking you not to remove my name from your mailing list to receive your materials. Remember to continue to send more tapes and five CDs. Yours faithfully, Pastor Daniel Mabiwi from Nadola, Zambia, Africa. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, we're back in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 12 where the Apostle Paul is saying, and the law is not of faith. What does that mean, the law is not of faith? No, when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is when we, uh, the Spirit enters into our body. The law doesn't do that. The law is uh, actually to show people in the world what sin is. And so by the law, we are able to determine what it is that the Lord, um, or why the Lord is sending, uh, 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 the law is sending everyone to hell. So the law, no one can keep the law. So the law is not of faith. It's just a, uh, a brute that wants to send our souls to hell because we've transgressed. So you have to believe the word of God and not make up what the word says because there's only one uh there's no private interpretation. It means just what it says. The law, the moral law, is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. 
Well, in other words, there isn't a man that has kept the law, and so therefore, that's just saying, it's like a a tongue-in-cheek type situation that the Apostle Paul is saying here, the man that does the law uh, will live in the law. Everyone has lied. Everyone has, uh, especially today, uh, broken every law there is in the book. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So the law is a curse, actually, because we can't keep the law. We have to uh, become a new creature in order to keep the law. Christ has redeemed us, not to the law, so that we could keep the law, because we can't. But Christ has taken us away from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is that we spend eternity in hell. Being made a curse. So Christ, in order to be able to redeem us or take us or save us from the curse of the cross, of the law rather, being he made himself. He allowed every sin in this universe uh, to our sins to come off of us and to, um, so that uh, he was made a curse for us. Why would he want to be a curse for us? Because hell, uh, only he knows exactly, and the people that are in hell right now know how horrible it is there and to stay there for eternity. And that's why the Lord sends out preachers and teachers, pastors, evangelists, and prophets and helpers for, uh, to tell everyone about that. Uh, Christ was made a curse for us. That means, is he, yes, all of our sins came upon him and he went to hell for us. He died a brutal death on the cross for us. And then uh, went, he died, and then went into the bowels of hell for us. For it is written, uh, really receive this, cursed is everyone. That means every person, whether it's Christ or anyone, everyone that hangs on a tree. Well, the cross, is, the cross that he hung on was taken from a tree. A lot of people just, they don't want to hear this uh, because this is the the part where they all stumble. So many people stumble from these scriptures because they don't really know what they mean. But it's really plain to those of us that understand and plain to those that are of the Holy Spirit. Because the unsaved person cannot, unless the Holy Spirit opens your mind, and your spirit and your heart and your soul to receive um, these words that Christ became a curse for us so that you and I don't have to spend eternity in hell. He paid the price. The law says somebody, everyone that uh, commits sin and will not repent from sin and continues in a sinful life, they are cursed to hell. But I sent my only begotten son into this world to be the curse for you. And if you don't appreciate that enough to surrender your entire being over to his son who has conquered death, hell, and the grave and ascended into the kingdom of heaven and became the life-giving spirit 
and our comforter so that he can live within our mortal spirit with his eternal spirit and mingle or mix his spirit, his eternal spirit with our mortal spirit, our dead spirit and resurrected from the death because of sin in us. He brought us out of the quicksand and pulled us out of the curse because he, for us, even when we were sinners, became a curse for us. He became the curse that we were cursed with. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a a tree. Now, the Roman method of execution was to die on a cross. You have to die on the cross. The Jews stoned people to death. Now, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham, uh, the first, uh, Abraham was the father of faith. He's the first one that believed God. God told him, leave your wealth, leave your family, leave your friends, leave everybody and do what I tell you to do. And Abraham did it. And that's what the Lord is telling everyone today. He said, you want to go to the kingdom of heaven? And uh, you're grateful, you have gratitude that my son became a curse for you. Then I want you to come out of the world, get away from everything that is of the world, and separate yourself from the world. And if your friends, your family, anyone, father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter, or for that matter, anybody or anything uh, you put before me, you're not worthy of me, and you will burn in hell. And just the fact that I have hung on the cross and became a curse for you should show any fair-minded person that hell must be really bad for God to actually love us so much that he sent his only begotten son because he knew that his only begotten son was the only one powerful, strong enough to go through everything that it, he went through in order to take the curse of hell, death, hell, and the grave uh, away from us. So he hung on the tree, the cross, that the blessing of Abraham, the first man that walked away from family, friends, the world, everything that he knew, and his comfort zone completely, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. See, it's not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles. And that happens through only one person, and that's Jesus Christ. The only, the first begotten Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. And the Lord wants many other sons. And if we do it, uh, if we will, um, receive the mercy that uh, came to us by Christ being a curse for us, if we receive it, that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through, not the law, but through faith. Through faith. Now, 
There are all kinds of uh, different aspects of God himself, his, uh, himself. Uh, the, everything, there's so many laws in this world if you only knew. And I'm going to try to teach you a few of them right now. Uh, there's the law of a, a pine tree, because a pine tree uh, can bear pine cones. Let's go to an apple tree. There's the law of an apple tree. The uh, apple tree is governed by the law of apple tree because it can only, it has to bear apples. If it doesn't bear apples, then it's cursed and you chop it down and grow another apple tree in its place. Uh, there is a law. This uh, does totally, it blows away the idea of evolution completely. It, uh, if you have chickens, the chicken, there's a law of chickens. A chicken will go, is going to lay eggs and it's going to cackle and it's going to uh, bring forth chickens because it's a law. They can't do anything else but be a chicken. Amen? Amen. We say they breed pheasants with chickens. Well, uh, yes, but uh, yeah, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, they're not supposed to do that. That isn't bringing forth life. It's just cross-breeding, and it's still a form of a chicken. Amen? Amen. They have to bring forth chickens or uh, what they call fez hands. They're still chickens' hands. Okay, so there's a law of that. They can't bring forth a cow. Okay, they're uh, all united to the chicken family. It's the law of the chicken. And then there's the law of uh, the plums. The plum tree brings forth plums. You can crossbreed uh, things, but they still, uh, it's all of the plum family. Amen? Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of varieties of apples, but uh, it's confined to apples. Uh, it's confined to plums. It's still the chicken family. Chickens bring forth families, just like uh, you see black and white marriages, but they still bring forth humans. Amen? It's a human. Or a Chinese person and a black person, or a Chinese person and a white person. A Chinese person and a Latino or Latina. Hey, it's still, they're going to bring forth the law of humans. It's the law of human beings. They breed and that's all they are as human beings. That's all they are as chickens. And then there's the law of gravity. You know, you cannot fly by yourself. Amen. Mm-hmm. If you jump off of a mountain or a cliff, you're going to the law of gravity is going to have its way with you. Amen? Amen. You're definitely going to um, fall. And uh, depending on how high you're falling from, uh, you fall off of a large building, you're most likely going to die because the law of gravity is going to pull you down so fast. And it's a law. It's absolutely a law. And the Lord has laws also. There's the law of the spirit of life. Uh, and then there is the law. That's the law that the Lord became a curse so that we could have the law of the spirit of eternal life. 
and then there's the law of sin and death. And that's what we were living under all of our lives until we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. But we received him. We got out of that sinking sand or that quicksand by faith. Because if somebody went into the quicksand to try to rescue us, as I said yesterday, they're going to fall into the quicksand too. So we can't, uh, we're in the world, but we can't become a part of it. In other words, if you were a prostitute and you were saved, you're not to go back into the house of prostitution to try to save those other prostitutes in there. You're to stay clean away from there and you can preach the gospel to them, but you're not to go in. If you're a person that was a former drunkard, uh, the law of uh, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus tells you not to go in there again. They say, well, Jesus drank with people, but while he was drinking, he drank a little wine with them, but he also preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was the only powerful one that was able to go through everything in life and not commit one sin. He had never committed a sin, so he was a lot more powerful than you and I. Amen. So we have to uh, avoid the very appearance of evil. All right? You understand that much. Okay? So uh, the promise of uh, the Spirit that we have through Jesus Christ by having faith through faith. Faith in what? Jesus. Jesus? Well, what do you mean? The name of Jesus? Jesus, his name is the Word of God. The Word of God is spirit and it is life. When you believe the spirit, uh, the Word, which is spirit and life, then the spirit enters into you because that's Jesus Christ and he enters you as a little infant and uh, the kingdom of heaven enters with you because he is everything through faith. Now, verse 15, brethren, I speak after the manner of men, uh, though it be but a man's covenant, man's promise. Yet, if it be uh, confirmed, no man can disallow, disalloweth or addeth thereto. You've got a contract, you've got a contract. Now, to Abraham and his seed. Well, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is the seed of Abraham because in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus came into the world. Where the promises, the seed, Jesus, uh, all the promises were made by his Abraham's seed, Jesus. He says not, he saith not, and to seeds, plural, as of many, but what he was talking about was as of one seed, and to thy seed, Father God, which is Christ. There's no other seed of any value. And this I say that to, that the covenant, the promise, the deal that God makes with us that was confirmed before of God 
It was confirmed of God in Christ. The law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that should make the promise of none effect. So even though the law came along and condemns everybody, in other words, that isn't the end of the law because the law cannot be annulled or disannulled. It's going to be there forever. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law or break the law. I came to show people that uh, I'm in the flesh, the human flesh, and that if my Father is in you with me, that you will be able to keep the law of uh, the Spirit of Christ. And you are easily able to not have to live again after the law of sin and death. Okay. I'm going to the top of the page here. For if the inheritance be of the law, rather than the law being condemning us, it is no more of promise. The law only promises that we're going to go to hell because it condemns us. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore, then serveth uh, the law. Wherefore, then, do you serve the law? Why? Would you try to attempt to keep the law without uh, bridging the gap by accepting the Holy Spirit to give you the power to keep the law by faith? It was added because of sin, transgressions. That's why the law came into effect. Tell the seed, Jesus, should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a, um, a mediator of one. But God is one. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. Because the only thing that the law promises is that we're going to hell unless we get faith and believe the whole word of God and sin no more. God forbid that the law is against the promises because it's the these uh, the law is what moves us, uh, frightens us. Uh, for he, if uh, there had been, uh, for if there had been a law given which could have given eternal life to you people out in the world and myself, verily, surely. Righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has uh, concluded 
all under sin. Everyone has sinned, and so therefore everybody needs, they're all sinking in the quicksand. And so everybody needs the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to have faith in order to get out of that quicksand and out of hell. That the promise by faith in Jesus or of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Oh, thank God for the word of God, because the word of God is Jesus. And if we believe that in Jesus Christ, the son of God, that he paid full penalty for us, and that the condemnation of the law, the law does no longer condemn us because we're now free from sin. Not to sin again, but we're free from sin and given the power to where we can actually overcome sin. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Verse 23, but before faith came, we were kept under the law. Before faith came, we were condemned by the law, the moral law, because everyone has broken that. Uh, you were shut up, all of us, unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Verse 24, wherefore, the law, the moral law, was our schoolmaster. You are going to hell, it is teaching us. You are going to hell to bring us unto Christ. Well, why would the law bring us unto Because the law says you're going to hell, and we then run to Christ to be saved because he um, washes our sins away and puts us uh, out of the uh, this uh, quicksand and sets us up, cleans us up, and sets it on, uh, sets us on the solid rock, Christ Jesus, the solid rock, the Word of God that we could depend on. And if we depend on the Word of God, then we have faith that we might be justified by faith in keeping the commandments of the Lord and never sinning again. Walking by faith. By faith in what? In Christ, the word of God, that we might be justified by faith. We're only justified. What is our victory? What is the victory? It says our victory is our faith. Amen? Amen. If you lose your faith, then you, in that uh, you can still sin, if you believe that you can still sin, when the Bible tells you that if you sin, you shall surely die. If you sin, you go to hell. If you sin, there's no more repentance for you. If you sin, you're condemned to hell. If especially after you've known these words, and then you let these false prophets and false teachers tell you that you can still sin, that we might be justified, not by the false doctrine uh, that we can go and sin some more, and that our that the Lord delivers us from our past sins, our present sins, and whatever sins we commit in the future. <laughs> the Bible that I'm reading to you right now uh, is that you're, that's what you have to have faith in, not in these false teachings by these false prophets. But that after faith is come, you have faith 
we are no longer under a schoolmaster because we're not under this schoolmaster that keeps telling us you're going to hell, you're going to hell because you have faith now that the, uh, to do what the word says, which says you can't, you better not sin anymore, you're going to hell. And you believe that now. And so you walk by the spirit, your spirit, your spirit makes you follow the spirit of God because your spirit then becomes uh, the overseer of the word of God. You make sure your spirit makes sure it protects itself because that's the only spirit. Your soul doesn't want to go to hell. And so therefore your spirit is working like a guardian angel over that which Christ has put in you, which is eternal life for believing by faith in the word of God that tells you that all those who sin, every adulterer, every fornicator, every liar, everybody that commits sin, every kind of sin, homosexuality, lesbianism, all this filth, you believe that you can't do that any longer and therefore you uh, surrender yourself uh, you say, the law is no good. It, it tells me I'm going to hell. And so therefore, I want to believe you, Jesus, that the power to be able to stand is in you. And so I'm going to believe I'm going to walk after this Holy Spirit, the Spirit, the law of the Holy Spirit of eternal life in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to walk after the law of sin and death because the law of sin and death teaches you that you can still sin. So anyone that's preaching that you should, that's okay. That's okay. Go ahead and live according to that law that you can go and sin. Ah, oh, you won't die. God is a good God. He will not let you die. He won't cripple you on the, this world to try to get you to uh, give yourself, your entire self unto him. It's all right, you're not going to die. God is not going to kill you. It's the same message that these false preachers are teaching people that Satan came and taught Eve in the Garden of Eden, but she did die. And Adam died, and everybody dies after that. Look at all the different people, hundreds of people that I knew, I went to school with, and people in the industries, the clothing industry, the record industry, the movie industry that I knew and those uh, that you're acquainted with, they're dying like flies all the way all around you. But after that faith has come uh, in the word of God, we are no longer under a schoolmaster because we've graduated unto power. Uh, we've graduated unto eternal life. Uh, by because we know we are going to believe the word of God that says that we can't sin anymore. Verse 26, For ye are all the children, all you that believe in the Christ, the word of God, for you are all the children of God by only one thing. Not the, the, the law. You don't want to be a curse. Christ took that curse off you, but ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, 
the word of God. You believe Jesus, the word of God, that you can no longer sin. For as many of you as have uh, been baptized into Christ, into the word of God, have uh, put on Christ. In other words, and if you put Christ on, Christ never sinned, and he will never sin. And so when you get out of Christ, you say, I don't want to put on Christ. I don't want to have him because then I'm going to have to walk the straight and narrow. And, be, and that will be too hard. It would be too hard if you tried on yourself to do it yourself. But Christ is the power. The word of God is spirit in its life. And when you read the word of God, you're putting on Christ and you're receiving the word of God. You're putting on Christ. There is neither Jew, doesn't matter what you are, as long as you're in the body of Christ. There's neither Jew or Greek. There's neither bond or free. There is neither male nor female. I have to turn the page now. I'm reading to you right out of the word of God. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, you can't sin anymore because you're, you, you're by faith in the word of God. And the word of God keeps telling you you cannot sin. The soul that sins shall die. Well, the Bible says that if you sin ignorantly, well, then you have an advocate with the Father in Christ Jesus. And if you leave that sin, don't do it anymore. But when you begin living a life of sin again, and you never straighten out, you never change from one day to the other. Verse 29, and if you be Christ's, in other words, your Christ has swallowed you up into his eternal life, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Well, heirs of the kingdom of heaven according to the promise of God. The promise that God gave Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the word that uh, we have right now. That the now um, it goes to, now. That's the end of chapter three. So there are uh, we have to learn that there's all different aspects of God Himself. Just look at all the laws that are in this world today. Uh, dogs have dogs. Pigs have pigs. Uh, Apple trees have apples. Peach trees have peaches. Cherry trees have cherries. Uh, human beings have human beings. Amen? Yeah. So uh, there are different, uh, many different aspects of God himself. His spirit, that's the first aspect, is the God, is that God is spirit. God is spirit in essence. In other words, uh, when a uh, table is made out of wood, the essence of the table is wood. It's made out of wood. When uh, God is spirit, the essence of God is spirit. When uh, a chicken is a chicken, the essence of that chicken is chicken. Amen? Okay. When something is uh, made out of metal, the essence of the whatever the vehicle or the 
is, uh, it could be made a car, an automobile, a bus, a truck, or a, even the metal part of a hammer is made out of metal. With God, the second aspect of God is that in his trinity, he is the spirit for applications. Now that means for application, that means that God wants to apply his spirit into your spirit. It's just like you're making a sandwich and First of all, you have bread. So that's the first aspect of God. I'm just using this as a parable. And then you put the second aspect is that he wants to apply it to you. So you want to, when you're making the sandwich, you want to eat it. Or you want to make it for somebody else if you work in a restaurant. And so you put a little mayonnaise on it, mustard, pickles, onions, tomatoes, lettuce, whatever. And this is the, the aspects of a sandwich. So with God, the second aspect of God is that he, uh, in his trinity, he is the spirit for application. You may wonder what that means. It means if you're going to, uh, I just uh, got to telling you about if you're going to make a sandwich, uh, you first have to have the bread, which uh, is I'm liking it so just so you can understand it. The bread is the spirit, and then to you want to eat the bread, you want to apply it into your body so that you can have nourishment and walk. Amen. But my time is out, and I'm going to continue on with this message tomorrow. We'll start out with uh, chapter four of the book of Galatians. But right now, it's time to receive. The Lord wants to apply Himself into you. Now, if you believe the words that I've been saying, then that means you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What you've learned so far, so far, nothing of the word of God has offended you at this point. And woe unto people that are offended with the word of God because it's your life. And, you know, if you don't believe the word of God, you start saying, I don't like this part of the word of God. You're just signing your own death warrant. God doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself. So don't be offended with the word of God that anything he says. You may not understand, and if you don't, you can call me, and I'll be glad to explain it to you. But right now, I can explain to you that if you call unto the Lord, he will hear and answer you, and he will enter you if you ask him to. So ask him to right now. Ask him by saying this prayer. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, just as you're doing with me right now. I'm dead, and I want to be alive. I want to be out of the uh, this quicksand. I want to not be going to hell, but I want to be on my way to heaven by believing your word, Jesus. So I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says you'll turn no one away. And that includes me. Therefore, I know that according to your word, and you are the truth and the way, the truth, and the life, according to your word, 
I know you've heard me, and I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up in praise and thank the Lord and keep doing it and keep reading the Word of God, the King James Version. There's other versions that are getting popular, but there's too many fallacies in there and control your soul. All right, Sharon, show them how they can receive a copy of uh, this uh, program, number 532. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another truthful message from the Lord to build yourself and keep you one day at a time in the spirit to continue on to the end. Now, here's Jack Holcomb to sing for you. This is one of the most spiritual singers that ever was born, singing Haven of Rest. My soul in sad exile was out So burdened with sin and distress Till I heard a sweet voice Saying, make me your choice And I entered the hell And say, my beloved.